Minus 15. Respect all, fear none. Into the upper deck. Intensity is not a perfume. Oh, mercy! Five, four, three, two, one. Happy opening day, Nationals fans, and welcome to a brand new Nationals baseball season and a brand new podcast. I'm Bobby Blanco alongside me, Paul Mancana of Mass and All Access, you've seen on Facebook Live all season long. And Paul, I'm excited because we're starting this whole new project for this season, a brand new podcast, Mass and All Access. We're hoping to have every week plenty of guests, uh, players, coaches, and uh, just the best Nationals talk all year long. Yeah, we are the producer slash kind of on-air talent of, of Mass and All You're Access. You're more so on-air than me, but yeah. You have made an appearance or two. Thank you. Yeah, and they have been terrific appearances, might I? I say yeah rest in peace to the district 34 podcast mm-hmm. um it was terrific but um, have no fear byron kerr will be featured on many episodes this season and if you're wondering why am i getting this podcast now when i subscribe to district 34 in years past well we did just use that feed to switch over this podcast but hopefully you follow follow us all season long stay with us because uh we'll be posting new episodes every thursday of every week mm-hmm. for the national side we're doing both teams this year uh Paul, Orioles and Nationals will be doing O's episodes on Tuesdays, Nationals on Thursdays, um, but obviously with opening day, got pushed back one more day, so uh, this day you're getting this on yeah. Friday morning, um, but we're recording Wednesday night right before opening day because we were hoping that we would get baseball tomorrow, Thursday, yeah. yep. but now we have to wait an extra day. Yeah, well, we also have a say, we're, we're partly social media managers as well, Bobby, both Correct. You and uh, we were working on, we did some graphics that we tweeted out and posted on Instagram. Three, two, one, countdown to opening day. We were all ready for it. And then it got postponed. That's so called a swing and a miss. That is a whiff on a high fastball, giving some high cheese there. Uh, so what we're going to have to, I mean, do we do we get a new countdown? Do we retweet out? That would be up to Olivia. Two? Olivia Witherite, the, yeah. the social media manager? The social media manager. Yeah. We should probably start the countdown right back over uh, at two. Um, yeah, a little disappointing that the game got pushed back. But to be in all fairness for the Reds, there was a 100% chance of rain, which I did not think. First off, there's never a 100% chance of anything. Okay. Anything in the world. Okay, Paul. I mean, there's a, not a 100% chance that, you know, a meteorite doesn't hit the earth tomorrow. So. I don't know how they know that. There's a 100% chance I have a thousand hot dogs on opening day because for the celebration of baseball season. That is that is actually the only exception to that 100% chance rule. Um, I, I I agree with that. Yeah. By the way, speaking of hot dogs, some amazing food you were there for uh, for Nats opening. Oh day. yeah, Nats Park's yeah. got a. I mean, we have to wait even two another full week for the Nationals home opener. But yeah, right. a lot of brand new uh, crab melt. A lot of. They did a really good job with the adult drinks, I would say, this well, year. Hey, uh, some adult beverages. Some bo- adult bevies for sure. <laughs> um, but, yeah, this is a great – you should check out my blog post on massinsports.com under Nationals Buzz. All the new food, uh, some pictures there, and um, descriptions of what delicious, delicious food stuffs you can have all season long at Nats Park. It's going to be great. But, again, have to wait a week because the Nats, starting on the road, they go to Cincinnati and then fly down to Atlanta before coming home and starting their home schedule yep. um, next week against the Mets, I believe. Or that could be incorrect. But it's next Thursday. To nationals.com. To nationals.com. <laughs> um, but, yes, again, so excited about the podcast. Yep. Um, all season long, like I said. 
every Thursday. And it's also exciting because, you know, obviously the All-Star Game is being hosted this year in D.C. So that's an exciting aspect of this season. Um, We're really excited. You can follow me along at Bobby underscore Blanco on Twitter. Paul's at Paul Mancano. Obviously at Madison Nationals on Twitter and Facebook, Instagram, all that jazz. Um, It's going to be a fun season, Paul. I'm super excited. And there's a lot to talk about because... Although we do have an extra day, we only have about 20 minutes on this podcast, so we got a lot to cram in <laughs> yeah. in terms of baseball. Um, let's just start at the beginning. I guess the big storyline this offseason for the Nationals is the head guy. Dusty Baker out, Davey Martinez in. And I got to tell you, Paul, me personally, I was a little bummed out when Dusty wasn't retained. Yeah. But, man, I could not love Davey Martinez more. He has impressed me from day one. And I'm excited to see what he brings to this club. Yeah, you could not ask for a more different manager, I think, than Dusty Baker, who was very old school. He's been around the game a long time, played back in the 60s, I believe. Yep. A a former Marine. I mean, somebody who is... He's a jack of all trades. Yeah. I mean, he's done it all. Oh, yeah. Hung out with Jimi Hendrix. You've all seen the Masson spot. Hung out with Jimi Uh, Hendrix. (laughs) Yes, that Jimi Hendrix. (laughs) Um, I think I'm going to replace that guy at some point. But, uh, yeah, he he really did it all, and he was the jack of all trades, and he was... But as a manager, very old school. Um, Not that he avoided stats, but he definitely was not as ingrained in, in them as Davey Martinez is. Davey Martinez is very much the pupil, as we have started to see, of Joe Madden. He is a fun, younger, uh, hip-to-it, uh, very stat-heavy, and just kind of loosey-goosey guy. He's somebody who it takes is very worried about, uh, not worried about, but he, he takes extra special care of how players are feeling, if they're loose, if they, you know, they got to get through a long season. And I think as, as in terms of what this team needs, I think he is the perfect yin to their yang. Yeah. Well, I, I, I would never go and say that Dusty Baker wasn't loose. Uh, I think yeah. he was a very laid back. And when, when he was first hired, I always, I always said he's the perfect personality for this team, mm-hmm. for this cl- for the city mm-hmm. even. I mean, uh, he just kind of brought that swagger to – to the manager position and, yeah. to, and to the ball club, the players loved him. Oh yeah, uh, the fans loved him. Now people argued whether who he was batting second all season long last year, but I mean it, it was still he was a good guy. Everyone liked him. He was a personable guy, and he was not like uptight like say Matt Williams was, which mm-hmm. maybe turned some people off. But you're right, he did like things a certain way. He went th- about things a certain way. And Davey Martinez just isn't like that. He's way more go with the flow, yeah. bringing camels to training camp, having a DJ for turn-up day, bringing, I think it was um, uh, bagpipe players on St. Paddy's Day. Yeah. Just kind of little bits. And yeah. skit. You know, he the, just did uh, like little bits. Circle of trust. The circle of trust thing, yeah. bits, which, you know what, thinking back, I like a lot because, Paul, I, I think back to the National League Division Series last year mm. when the Cubs were playing the Nationals, and obviously Davey Martinez was Joe Madden's bench coach still. Mm-hmm. And before every game that I saw, the Cubs would be doing that circle of trust thing where they would just stand in a circle yeah. during their workouts. Yeah. And, yeah. They, and remember, Paul, I turned to you and he's like, that makes me as a Nationals fan, as a team who covers the Nationals, yeah. Jealous. Person makes not not jealous, nervous. <laughs> Look how relaxed. This is a playoff game. Look how relaxed and laid back they are. They're yeah. Have a they don't have a care in the world. Yeah, and I, I mean not to say that that was the reason they won, but you you just sense that that team was 
also they're coming off a championship, but you just <laughs> sense that this team has just had it, you know, figured out. They knew what they were doing. They knew what the business they had to take care of. And that's what you hope Davey Martinez brings to this ball club here in D.C. Just kind of that attitude of, like, look, we know what we can do. We know what we're capable of. Let's just go and do it. Yeah, absolutely. You don't want to be thinking from day one about this. You know, how are we going to get out of the first round? How are we going to break this little tiny DC curse? How are... Leave that for the fans. Exactly. Leave that for me to, to, <laughs> to worry about. Yeah, and for us to talk about every week up until uh, October starts. But, yeah, I think, uh, you know, Mark Zuckerman kind of talked about, and he wrote about in one of his Q&As about the kind of, you know, infectious attitude that Martinez brought to this team. I think he put it best. Uh, he said maybe there was an eye roll or two about the camels, but the players were really into the golf competition. They love getting to choose what music to play during the workout. The veterans seem to appreciate a manager who trusts them to prepare for the season the way they see fit. End quote. So whether you know that extends into Ryan Zimmerman, who you know that's a perfect segue into uh, how he has spent his spring training. Certainly a new, brand new take on uh, spring training in general. Uh, to be clear. Nothing wrong with him. Perfectly healthy, by all accounts. As far as we know. As far as we know, he's just fine. Just doesn't want to play in games. Mm-hmm. Well, Paul, I'm, I'm going a little rant here because this is... this is if, Hit if, me with it. If Zimmerman goes out and has a similar season like he did last year yeah. in 2018, we may never see a baseball player play in spring training ever again. Yeah. yeah. He, two at-bats, Paul. He had two at-bats against Major League Pitching mm-hmm. in this spring training, and that is it. All the rest of his work coming in side sessions, coming against the minor league camp, yep. he did his own thing at his own pace. And, yes, I get it. He is a vet. He knows his body better than anybody else. He knows how to go about spring training better than anybody else. It's just, for me, I... I'm going to jump on the side of I'm concerned, okay, because there is a huge adjustment being made between minor league pitching and major league pitching. You're not going out and facing some no-name guy, you know, on opening day. You yeah. Know, Homer Bailey is a – who's starting for the Net, or the Reds mm-hmm. on opening day on Friday is a – I mean, he had a bad year, but he's a veteran major league pitcher. Yeah. I mean, I, again, I know it's Ryan Zimmerman. He's coming off a career. His Ryan-san season last year – it does, but it not bothers me. I mean, do what you want. You're you're the professional ball player. It raises a red flag for me because either you're not healthy, or you're. I don't think you're going to be prepared for the major league stuff. You know, it's just Ryan Zimmerman also is a guy who usually starts seasons off slow, and I'm not saying he's going to repeat next year. Well, I mean, this year what he did last year. Yeah, that was a literally a career year. But you know, I would expect kind of on the same level of production yes a drop-off but not cataclysmic yeah so it it, it, to me it raises a red flag that he two at-bats two at-bats against major league pitching that kind of is raises an eyebrow for me can i jump on the other side there yes please do i mean if you so injury concerns set aside if if he is in any way and we have no inside information that he would be if he were to be hiding some minor injury and this is his way of hiding it, that is absolutely 100% concern-worthy. I don't think that's the case. I think he's just, you know, this is what he he thinks is going to get him, you know, ready, and he wants to preserve his body. Yeah. So if it is that, players typically get about a month and uh, of facing major league pitching, maybe even less. Do you think, what's the worst that could happen? He's a month late? 
Like he is, it takes him maybe a full month to get back. But then at that point, you would assume he's had the same amount of preparation as every other player did in spring training. So, I mean, I think worst case scenario is potentially what? He just is, it takes him a full month to get back, which is a lot of time, granted. But if he continues to produce at the 2017 Ryan Zimmerman, I mean, that wouldn't be too much of a disappointment, would it? And also, well... That's no, worst no, case. No, no. That's yeah. worst case. Also, the month back point, like I said, he's he's historically a slow starter. Yeah. He historically has bad April. So then so you add it's that like, on. That's kind of right. – well, no, that's just kind of the norm for him almost. Like, you know, we're not expecting it. I mean, last year was just a crazy year. Yeah. Um, but also, another thing about the injuries, he went through last season, I mean, miraculously pretty healthy considering his injury history. Yeah. I mean, he's had so many – just nagging stuff that keeps him out of, off the out of the lineup for the past several years, aside from 2017. So, what? I mean, yes, it's a grind of a season, but I'm wondering if he is hurt, which I don't think he is. He's insisted that he's not. What could it possibly have been since we saw him healthy for pretty much all of last season? What did he do this off season that could have possibly led to an injury? So I don't think it's an injury. I think it's more so him deciding this is what I want to do. This is you know, again, he is a experienced veteran. This is he what he was. 2006, so this is coming on his 12th, 13th season. Yeah. I mean, how many spring training has got to be just a, a drag for some of these guys once you've gone through 10, 11, 12 of them. And he's a vocal hater of spring training. And he has always hated spring training. I mean, Mark Zuckerman, when we were down there this year for Mass and All Access, was yeah. telling telling us, you know, it's like the interview with Zimmerman, the first interview with Zimmerman is always hilarious because he just always says how much he hates spring training. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's not, the injury's not a concern for me. It's just more so this is how you chose to go about it. Right. And if it goes wrong, you're going to have to pay the repercussions of it. Yeah. And so I'm, that's what I'm trying to get to. Also, on the flip side, you teased it earlier. If it goes right... I mean, no one's ever going to play spring training baseball ever again. <laughs> I, I mean, that what, is, what's the point? That is that is a little bit of a stretch, perhaps, but... I'm I, going on the record saying... Could it be... I mean, it, seriously, could this start a trend in which players say, you know, look at the positives and negatives of spring training and say, you know, negatives being that maybe more risk of injury uh being that maybe by the time you reach september you're already worn out because you started too early um you know being that you're just it's just an unnecessary part of the season and say the negatives outweigh the the positives so uh, could we start to see could next year bryce harper skip spring training could you know, uh, not skip, but like, you, I know, yeah, yes. not not playing the games, but like show up, do his work, and then leave. And then yeah, and then don't basically don't play in the games. Right. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, first off, I think that would be a catastrophic. If, oh, if yeah, we yeah. see a mass exodus, Major League Baseball would hate that. that oh, because why would they? T- why would fans tune into spring training? Games? Right. Why would they want to go down to spring the pomp training and circumstance of spring training loses all its glory? Absolutely. Or it'll shine if yeah. that happens, and then it would become essentially just a glorified tryout open yeah, tryout exactly. for minor league guys yep. to get those last few roster spots which by the way they have a minor league camp like that right. would be what that is for would, yeah. uh you know so that would be i think p- potentially disastrous so for MLB's sake i guess i hope it's not a, a trend that we start to see but it's certainly a curious way to uh way that to go about spring training yeah and uh, you know what zimmerman i think zimmerman's logic is sound yeah you know cuz like I, I and I'm sure Zimmerman would agree with me. I think the baseball season in general is just way too long. Yeah. You're starting in mid-February, and if you reach the ultimate goal, which that's what the Nationals hope to finally achieve this mm-hmm. year, you're playing into November. So you're getting 
maybe two and a half full months off before you have to go right back into spring training. I mean, that's just yeah. insane. Yeah. So, like, these guys, are, these guys are professional athletes, and baseball players have never been bigger, stronger, faster. And so there's the physical wear and tear that a 162-game yeah. plus three rounds of the playoff season takes on you is just way too much. And I, I agree. And, again, if this works out, like, I don't care if Zimmerman starts out slow in April as long as he's in the lineup every day because if he's producing in September and October, that's when we need him. Yeah. And if that's what the idea is, I'm all for that. I'm just concerned that, it, you know, if he starts out slow and then what if he, like, in years past, and I think it was 2016, kind of similar, he just never got going. Right. I'm afraid of him never getting going. Yeah, that's. Uh, I looked up some of his numbers for starting out the season. By the way, his worst month of the season historically over his career is June. For whatever reason, he goes from hitting uh, 286 in May to hitting 236 in June, and then backed up up to 302 in July. That, he loves that All Star break. Stat, yeah, stats are weird too. Baseball yeah. stats are just yeah. generally. Um, but in it, it, to your point, he hits 271 in the months of March and April. Uh, he's got 36 home runs, uh, which is second fewest again to June. Uh, so he does not, you, you know, he, I see what you're saying. He does not produce typically to start the season. And a lot of that is, you know, major league players in general, if you look at the offensive stats, pitchers tend to have the best month of the season in March and April yep. because hitters are seeing, you know, fastballs whiz by for the first time. Pitchers are always ahead of, of hitters. Exactly. So, yeah, so that, that totally it takes makes a while sense. for pitchers to, yeah. or hitters to catch up. But, yes, Ryan Zimmerman is a slow starter, and it could be an issue. Well, if Zimmerman gets off to a slow start, the Nationals are still in good shape because oh. of, They're in great shape no matter what. <laughs> well, they're in great shape. It's a, it's a fantastic roster. Thank yeah. you, Mike, Mike Rizzo uh, and company. But... Look, what has been a sneaky staple of the Nationals the past couple of years? Sneaky How, staple. Hashtag. Sneaky staple. Their bench. Yes. They have a fantastic bench. Now, they're starting the season as ex- probably expected with the unconventional eight-man bullpen, mm-hmm. four-man bench, um, which is, you know, fine. It's it's kind of a more of a long-term thing. Pedro Severino going down to the minor leagues. Mm-hmm. You want him playing every day. Miguel Montero wins the backup catcher position. Um, you can option Pedro Severino. You don't, yeah. and then if God even, forbid you need him, you can just bring him bring him up. Yeah, even Robles. You know, Victor Robles. We kind of knew he was going to start at AAA Syracuse this year. He, remember, he completely skipped AAA last year. Yep. Went from AA to, to the majors. So the Nationals want him playing every day. And if Zimmerman is struggling or Zimmerman needs a day off, Matt Adams is ready to step in. He's going to be this year's version of Adam Lynn, first baseman, corner names. outfielder. Yeah. Similar, yeah, right. That's that's hilarious. Um, and but you know, this is a guy who's younger than Adam Lynn, um, who has similar power. He's a power lefty bat, plays first base, corner outfielder. Um, so the rest of the bench includes Brian Goodwin. Uh, like I said, Montero is the backup catcher, and then also Wilmer Defoe, who has come came into his own last year as a backup infielder, um, while. Uh, Daniel Murphy is out. Howie Kendrick will be the starter. So Daniel Murphy placed on the disabled list yesterday uh, before the Nats yeah. exhibition game against the Twins. So the Nats bench, while deep, not deep because they're only going with four men, you gotta, you kind of have to consider the Nats bench expanding into the minor leagues, the guys they can possibly call up who are major league ready, like Victor Robles. Yeah, absolutely. It's not like they're just the bench is just they don't have enough talent they're just like ah screw it just go with four it's the complete opposite i think you put it perfectly bobby they have that talent in fact those guys are so talented that they want to make sure that they develop right they want to make sure that they have plenty of time and plenty of at bats so they can there's a wealth of talent not only on this big league roster but just sitting waiting 
um, to, to come into the big leagues, which is, you know, last year we saw Trey Turner play less than 100 games. We saw Bryce Harper go down with an injury uh, after the All-Star break, um, you know, that looked catastrophic. We saw uh, just about everybody but Anthony Rendon miss time on this team, and yet they won 97 games, cleaned up their division, won the division by 20 games, uh, and were absolutely terrific. So depth certainly is not, was not last year, and will not be, I anticipate, an issue again this year. And you also think about the infielder is Matt Reynolds, Adrian Sanchez, who yeah. just just recently optioned and right. provide great depth. Um, but to the bullpen, let's move um, in terms of bench because, I mean, bullpen is guess the bench of pitch starting pitching, I guess. I mean, that's a terrible way to put it, but you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> well, because they the bench of starting pitch. <laughs> put that in my Twitter handle. Um, <laughs> sneaky, but, st- uh, st- sneaky. Sne- sneaky staple. Sneaky staple. It's a sneaky staple, like the staple of the team, the team staple. Right. Uh, but sneak staple. Trevor Gott, right-hander, kind of put the Nationals in a tough spot because he has such a great. Sp- Trevor Gott in a tough spot. Are you gonna, about to rap on me, Bobby? I don't. I'm about to <laughs> drop some rhymes. Dro- drop some dope really, knowledge on you because really because Gott had such a great spring. He didn't really give the Nationals a reason to demote him. Mm-hmm. So. Th- and with the weird opportunity with Murphy being out yeah. and Howie Kendrick being so versatile, they're trying to make uh, Wilmer Defoe so versatile and playing different positions um, in the infield and outfield. So they were able, they're feeling confident entering the season with just those four guys and keeping an eight-man pen mm-hmm. along with Matt Grace, Andy Romero, and Sammy Solis to go along with um, Kinsler, Doolittle, and Madsen. Um, Andy Romero, Matt Grace can't be option down without being exposed to waivers. They're out of options. Yeah. So those guys were going to make the roster. And obviously veteran Sean Kelly is going to stay in, in the in the bullpen as well. And it's it's split even. we got four lefties, four righties. So I think, yes, there's maybe, I think the cause of concern here is the health of Daniel Murphy. Yep. But in terms of filling his void and filling what that means for the entire roster, it's crazy how it kind of expands throughout the entire roster. The Nationals are in a good spot. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Danny, the whole Daniel Murphy thing was certainly a cause for concern, especially because people were kind of, it seemed like a story that seemed like it was kind of, you know, it was just, it was after the season, the team was still getting over the devastating loss in game five, and then it was just kind of thrown in there, oh yeah, Daniel Murphy uh, has kind of a, a big knee injury. And it didn't seem like something that, you know, was getting a whole lot of attention, kind of got swept under the rug, I guess, in the offseason. And then at, uh, you know, Winterfest at, uh, down in D.C., uh, media is waiting for Danny Murphy, and he starts coming out in crutches, and it just kind of looks like very hobbled, I would uh, say. Yeah. Not so good. Yeah, so, and then in spring training, you figure maybe, all right, he's back to full speed, and nope, he's just kind of sitting down on one knee, tossing a ball up and down, basically. So Very basic drills. Yeah, so st- I think it was something that was not... It was certainly, you know, that you can't blame the team. They certainly got all the information out. But it was a knee injury that I think few people understood how serious it was going to be and how much time it was going to take Daniel Murphy to get back. Um, the hope, is, but like you said, it's not still not a huge concern. He still, um, you know, should be back at some point and hopefully soon. Uh, it just does cause a little bit of concern when you don't have a set timetable. You don't know exactly when he's going to be back. And you don't know you know, exactly how much this injury could affect him once he returns. Microfracture knee surgery, and the only other player in Major League who has been known to come back and have pretty good production mm-hmm. is Justin Turner uh, yeah. with the Dodgers. He just got injured. He just got injured again, right. So the, the cause for concern in terms of Murphy is that 
yes, it's possible to come back, and yes, we don't know when, hopefully sooner rather than later, but because it's a knee injury, because it's in his leg, no other hitter, Paul, uses his legs during an at-bat than Daniel Murphy. This is why he, he is the best hitter in all of baseball, just pure hitter. I mean, he's a professional hitter. Yeah. He uses his lower body more than anybody else, and if that knee, you know, that, and that's what the Nationals are concerned about. They don't want him, and Mike Rizzo said this when he met with the media late in spring training, they don't want him overcompensating for that knee, you know, because yeah. that's how you hurt somewhere else. Yeah. You know, a, a quad or a thigh, calf, whatever that may be, your other knee, God forbid. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a tough injury to come back from. They want him, and I'm sure Daniel Murphy too, knowing how much he needs his knee, he needs his lower body, um, is not going to want to come back until he's 100% fully ready, until he can go out there and do his thing at the plate because he needs it so much. I'm way more concerned about his his bat than his movement and like in the field or running the bases. I think right. that'll come. Um, it's just a matter of can he be as productive at the plate Will he ever be the same? Yeah. You know, is he going to be the Daniel Murphy that we've grown to know the past few years? Not to mention, Paul, it's a contract year. Yeah, I was him. just going to say. Yeah. So it's, it's a lot of pressure riding yeah. on one knee. And it's, yeah, exactly. And it could, uh, that really complicates things. I mean, just in the same way that it's going to complicate the whole Bryce Harper situation, and that'll certainly be a cloud kind of hanging over the team um, throughout the whole season. That it will the the fact that Daniel Murphy is entering the final season of his contract will complicate things because, you know, how good is he going to look in the amount of time and now a shortened amount of time that he's going to be back to the point where the Nats feel comfortable wanting to re-sign him. He feels comfortable, you know, exploring the market. He maybe he wants to get a deal done earlier because he doesn't feel 100. percent There are so many options and so many paths this thing could go down. Uh, positive and negative. So this is going. It's going to be a storyline that we're going to follow all season. Yeah, and and we obviously we hope Daniel gets back as soon as possible, healthy, and Absolutely. wish him the best. Um, uh, one more topic. Let's touch on real quick before we wrap up this first episode. A mass on all access ball. Mm-hmm. Um, podcast ball. There we go. Uh, AJ Cole. Ah, yes. Fifth starter for the Nationals. That was kind of the question going into spring training. Who's going to be the fifth starter? Yep. We now know it's A.J. Cole, but the Nationals just signed Jeremy Hellickson to a minor league deal with the idea of bringing him up to be the fifth starter. Yep. Uh, my first quick take is all the pressure is on A.J. Cole. He went out and won the job this spring training, but mm-hmm. how do you perform knowing that there's a guy waiting in the wing? By you know, Had Jeremy Hellickson been here the entire spring, I feel like Hellickson, he's a proven starter. Uh, he would have won the job. Yep. Now... You know, the Nationals kind of have an insurance policy if A.J. Cole doesn't work out. I'm not saying they get rid of him. I know Mike Rizzo and Davey Martinez love A.J. Cole. Mm. They love his talent. Um, me, personally, I kind of think we know what we have in A.J. Cole. He's a spot starter when you need him, but he might be better suited off as a long man out of the pen. That's just me. Um, I tend to agree with you. But let's – I mean, but to be fair, he did earn the fifth starter's job. There's just – I don't know how he deals with the pressure knowing that Hellickson's waiting. And to be fair, Jeremy Hellickson did have a 5.43 ERA last season. Well, I mean, he's just making his way down I-95. That's uh, yeah, that is a joke that I made. By the way, are you stealing my no, jokes, Bobby? No, I was waiting for you to say it, and you never said it. So oh my God, I said it on the actual show. This just in first episode, we're already fighting. All right, here's the here's the deal. Next time I make a joke that is baseball related, I will tweet it first. I will say it on the show, and then I will bring it on the mass. I'm sure you're also podcast. the. Fr- only person who thought of oh, that. Oh, oh, there is no one else. A... No one else can make the connection from Philly to Baltimore to DC. Absolutely oh, okay, nobody. I'm Do sure. you know why? Because I make that drive, Bobby. 
And let you me do. tell you, I'm probably the only one that makes that drive you in all, right. all of I'm Northeast sure. America. <laughs> okay. uh, Paul, <laughs> let's just cool the jets. Let's just. Uh, I think people in the hall are now probably turning yeah. heads, trying yeah. to. Good thing we have the door closed. Just know, back in your mind, all of our listeners are laughing at my joke, not yours. Oh I'm yeah, kidding. no, it's definitely you no. can have it. Fine. You know what? I think we're gonna cancel this podcast <laughs> thing. Uh, one episode deep. All right, Jeremy Hellickson. Uh, yeah, the, an insurance policy, I think, is a good way to put it. But also, you could look at it the other way. I mean, Jeremy Hellickson was signed to a minor league deal, but he was not, as Mark Zuckerman mentioned in one of his pieces recently, met, brought in to be a minor league pitcher. He was not somebody who was, you know, they were saying, all right, we'll try him out in the minors and see if he eventually has the stuff to... No, he's a big league pitcher, and he's right. going to find a big league job somewhere. He has an opt-out in his contract, which I believe is the beginning of May, May 1st. So if he's not starting on this team by May 1st, he's probably out the door. So he's got a month. Yeah, he's got about a month, one, to get ready, and two, to see if A.J. Cole does well in this starting spot or, frankly, blows it. Well, that would be my question. Is like, well, what happens if A.J. Cole goes out there and blows people away? When are they going to find a time to test him, you know? Yeah. You know what there, I mean? Like, I don't think there is one. Yeah. I think, I think at that point you say, look, Jeremy, thanks so much for your month in the minors. Here's your however much money that earns you, yeah. and, and and keep in mind, I mean, they all the Nationals still have Eric Fetty available down in the minor yeah. leagues. I mean, oh, he came out and made his yeah. debut last year, and this is old Joe Ross coming off. I mean, he's still months away. But yeah, he's still, you expect him to be hopefully back for the second yeah. half, and he wasn't bad as a no, that fifth starter. Joe Ross, I mean, I, if anyone, I want anyone to be the fifth starter. I want it to be Joe, a yeah. healthy Joe Ross. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, so good good point that the opt out is is a pressure. Uh, but again, that puts pressure on AJ Cole. You know, he's yeah. got to perform. His it's a month, so he's gonna what maybe have four starts before May. Yeah, pretty much. If and, he's gonna be the fifth starter, and he hasn't looked great recently. It, it's spring ball, but it's, you know, yeah. He but he did look strong at the end of last season. He yeah. closed twenty seventeen strong. Right. So, uh, you know, how does that carry over, and how does does he? Not only earn the job, but earn to stay in the job. Yeah, at, exactly. in that role. So that I think that's definitely a storyline to watch as as the season goes along. One more that uh, I don't think we have time for, but we'll tease for next time. I want to talk, Bobby. I want to sit down and have a long talk, and it'll be a talk that will continue all season about this lineup because I think it's really interesting where Davey Martinez is going to take it. Is Bryce Harper going to lead off? Is he going to go back to the three spot? Could he even, I mean, you know, is Adam Eaton the leadoff hitter? Is Trey Turner the ideal leadoff hitter? Uh, just about anywhere that you can stick these guys. My uh, alarm went off. Yeah, there is just stuff happening all over the place, I believe. I'm still, Somebody came in to clean the room. I knew we should have put a sign on the door. Yeah, no. Uh, I think Olivia's going to just barge in at some yeah. point, demand we give her her office back. We will get our own space. Yes, let's, we will. Let's eventually. keep that in. But, um, yeah, I, no, the lineup, I mean, last year. How many times were people talking about the lineup and Dusty way Dusty Baker for? I think yeah. people are going to like those people who complain about Dusty Baker's lineup are going to really like Davey Martinez's lineup. But the good, the fun thing about that is we'll actually see a couple lineups yeah. before we talk next week. And next week we'll have a new episode for the home opener next Thursday, yeah. which is exciting. Um, the Nationals kick off the season when you're listening to this now Friday, four um, ten. At Cincinnati, you can catch all the pregame coverage on Masson, not Masson 2. It's on, it's now on Masson on Friday. Um, Johnny and Ray will have you, and then Bob and FP and Dan will have you 
at Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati. It's going to be a lot of fun. Can't wait for the brand new season. Thanks for tuning in. Please like, subscribe, share, spread the word. Uh, leave us comments. Let us know what you think. Yeah. Any questions you like us, any topics you want us to debate. Um, we will be here all season long, like I said, on the Mass and All Access podcast. Uh, Paul, thanks for joining me. He's Paul Mancano, at Paul Mancano on, on Twitter. And you can catch him on Mass and All Access with Sarah Perlman. I'm Bobby Blanco, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Sounds good, guys.